Hello, everybody, and welcome to Steel Minds Podcast. I'm your host, Andres Lombana, and just before we start today's episode, please, I'll be glad if you could do my favor and subscribe and rate this podcast through any platform you're listening to, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, so you don't miss any new episodes. So, I hope you've been doing good, doing well, and today, this is a very special episode for me to share with you. Because my background as for studies in college are based in economics and finance. But since it didn't work out for me very well to manage my own money. And as I told you before, I was living off at some point with only $500 in my bank account. Because this was a result of taking bad decisions with my money. And this is not one of those stories of necessarily having to go out and gambling or just drinking alcohol, no. This is a story based on bad deals, on bad decisions. And because I thought money was going to be there for me every time, I just mismanaged it. And I tell you, if you mismanage money, you just lose it faster than you have worked for it. And here in Steel Minds Podcast, I'm here to help you. Because to be healthy and mindful, it is also good to be in peace with your personal finance. You cannot clearly act while being pressured with a lack of money. And it is hard for people to do this. I've been there. It is the worst. And that's why I'm making this episode. So, even if you're not a finance expert, listen, this is going to be useful for you to better control your personal finance. And before starting, I got to say, this financial checklist has actually been suggested by the Australian Finance Podcast. So I cannot take credit for this at all. However, with personal hints, I will spread the word with what I have to say additionally to their tips. So again... I like to acknowledge people when the work is not totally mine, but again, I also have some inputs to tell. So, let's start. And before starting, (laughs) please, 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 you might want to have something near you to write on. It's better for you, so you just don't forget. Trust me. So, grab some pen and paper and write down. All right. So, you got to figure out the following list to be financially better. So, I'm going to start. Like, this is a step-by-step for you to simply become better at managing your finances. This helps a lot, because when you go into detail through all of this, your life can simply get way better with the small actions that you can take. So, are you ready? Okay, now, here we go, finally. (laughs) Okay, first of all, figure out how much you spend and how much you earn. And people say, yes, I already know how much I need to live with. And all they do is simply some sort of mental calculations. And no, you don't. You need to sit yourself and take some pen and paper and do, you the, and do the exercise. You will surprise. You will get surprised. You may find that you're actually earning less than what you spend. And this is the most basic thing. You need to cover your basics. And if you are not conscious about it, there's already a problem there. Check your bank account. Check your transactions. Check your bank statement. When you start going through all of this, you you may start realizing maybe you are not making enough. And maybe that's why you are having a leaking of money. Maybe that's the first cause of problems. Now, with this comes the other thing in the checklist, which is to have a budget. Have a personal budget. For God's sake, have a personal budget. You know what I told myself only after living with actually $400, not even $500, but actually $400 in my bank account, I said to myself, if I had a budget, 
where I did calculate how much to spend on this or that, I wouldn't have had those money problems. Instead, I'll just guide myself with the most basic rule, 50, 30, 20. 50% 50 of your earnings, make them be your living expenses, 30% of them for your nice-to-haves and holidays, and 20% make them for your investments. And you know why this is amazing? Because with this kind of system, you will pay yourself first. It is because if you organize how much you'll be having to spend on your stuff, you'll have a own inner peace of mind. With a budget, you will know if you're going beyond your limits of your spending or if you're actually being too hard on yourself. Because we're humans. We want to go out, we want to socialize, we want to have leisure time, and we want to be with friends. And no, that's not a cost, that's an investment. And when you know how's your numbers with that investment, you'll be happier. So two ways to track your expenses and organize a budget. Number one, away. Organize an Excel spreadsheet where you track your ins and outs. Or number two, nowadays you can find millions and millions of apps to download that will help you track your own expenses and establish a budget tailored for you. Don't know which apps? Just Google it. There are heaps and heaps and heaps of heaps of apps that will help you. There's lots of recommendations of them to use. So just because you don't know which app exactly to use, that's not an excuse. You gotta track your own budget. Do it the whole way with an Excel if it doesn't work out for you. I do it like that. And every morning, that's the first thing I organize. I do track my budget because I like to be on top of my finances. It's like managing my own personal finance company. I gotta take decisions and work out what's best for me. Now, next thing on the list, your debts. Check on your debts. Why? Because they are such a headache when you fall behind them. I'm not a person that likes debt. Oh yeah, I said it. I'm a financial person and I can say that. Yeah, we say debt is not always bad. But the thing is that people confuse good debt with bad debt. Why are you using debt for? To pay a car? To pay some ex expensive holidays that you just can't afford? That's the worst kind of debt you can get in. If you have the money to invest into something that you can actually afford it without any debt, but then you use debt to leverage yourself, then that's a good debt. For example, what's the problem if you buy a house on a mortgage and have to pay interest expenses, but the money that's already there again needs to be there, you already have to be able to afford it, is not actually invested into the property directly, but into a fund that's actually paying you a good interest, such a good level of interest that you can actually offset those mortgage interests. That's actually a pretty good deal. So you gotta learn how to differentiate what's a good debt and what's a bad debt. Now, as soon as you have credit card debts, pay them off. Don't try to pay the smallest amount. Cut those credit card debts as much as you can. Pay them as fast as you can because interest payments and overdue interest payments, they are the worst. So there are two different methods to attack those debts. One is called the snowball effect, and the other one is called the avalanche method. Number one, snowball effect. It is when you start tackling down the smallest debts. So you start to notice that you're progressing step by step. You go one by one, from the smallest to the highest, until you achieve to get to the last huge debt and start working into paying that last big debt. Now, number two, the avalanche method. 
it's when you actually decide to pay off the biggest debt of all. You decide to eat the big frog first, and then from there you start paying off the remaining small debts. Whatever works for you, good. You just need to pay the debt if you're into one, and just cancel that as soon as you can. Also cancel direct debits to your credit cards, aka subscriptions. Sometimes you don't even know, but you manage so many subscriptions. Like for example, there are people that have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, HBO. How many streaming platforms you need to watch all these shows? At some point, we don't even know what else we're, we're paying. You want to know a really, a, good, a really good life hack? Cancel your card. As soon as you can do that, companies will call you, message you, or email you. That payments are not even able to process anymore. Good, good. Let them call. If you cannot manage direct debits, aka subscription services, it's better for you to cancel all that. Alright? Next thing on the list. Do you have an emergency fund? So, first of all, what's an emergency fund? It is a fund dedicated to be there in case that you're not able to live from what you earn at least from between three to six months. It is a fund, so you basically never touch it. So if you have to touch it because there's a bad situation, a really, really bad situation, when you don't have any other choice, the first thing to do is when you touch it, you return that money back once you're better. If you do organize this fund, you will not see yourself into, a, into financial problems when things like COVID happen. And again, you never touch this. It is not for fun. It is money for you to be safe. So organize an emergency fund where you'll be able to live from it between three to six months when you're really having bad days. Now, next thing on the list, figure out your insurance and your pension fund. If you earn from an employer, have you ever figured out which pension fund are you using? Is it a private one? One given by your government? There are some countries in which the government provides the pension. And the system is different among every country. But if your pension fund goes to a private agent or company, have you figured out which plan are you in? Is it the best plan for you? I know that private companies do invest your pension payments. You should know that too. And that's how they are able to pay you more when you retire. But get an idea on how they're investing your money and if there are better plans for you out there. Now, insurance, on the same line, which is the one that you actually need? What's your best choice? Check out the premiums that you're paying off and if the benefits that they give you offset those kind of payments. Also, how many insurance you have? People also say that they just pay lots of insurance just to be safe. No, 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 no. You need to pay one that at least includes all the biggest worries that you have. So, next thing on the list for you to be financially better property and mortgages. If you are on a mortgage, do you actually know how much are you paying? Can you actually earn more to get that mortgage down? Again, are you actually paying very, very high interests? Ask banks or your mortgage agent if you can get a better deal. Change your provider if it doesn't work for you. Ask for, a better, ask for better interest rates. You can alleviate all these mortgage payments by deciding to take action on all these small things. And the last and the most important thing, are you investing? Are you investing? And here's a very famous quote. If you understand the market, they will pay you. If you don't understand or even ignore it, you will pay for it. So there is no in between. 
either it works for you or you have to pay for it. And listen, you don't necessarily need to study economics or a financial related career to start investing. The first investment that you can start doing is to start investing into books, into podcasts, into mentorships that can teach you how to better manage your finances. And that can be actually better than going to high school. But you have to learn first that for sure. It will definitely prevent you to take on bad decisions when investing in the store market or even in property. So that's the first step to start learning before investing. Now, once you have learned, set some money aside between 10 or 20% of your earnings, as I said before, and leave that money to invest and recapitalize and so on and so forth. That's the actual trick to be financially free in the future. Not to leave a whole bunch of money in the bank or just below your couch, but rather to let it work for you with financial instruments because you want compounded interest working for you. You don't want inflation to make your money worthless in a matter of four to five years, right? Because you want to preserve a wealthy position. However, I think that's been a lot of content for you to digest for today. And I would like to break this in two different episodes in which I will further explain how to start investing easily because it's something everybody should do. And what's most importantly is something everybody can do even with $1. So there's no rocket science behind it. But meanwhile, before investing, make sure you start checking on the list that I just gave to you to be financially better. Because when your personal finances are better, you have a healthier and less pressured mind. Because you can take better decisions and not choose your next move based on despair and lack of money, which happened to me one year ago with COVID and all. So I'm really, really sure that you'd be keen to listen to me to what I got to say on the next part of this mini-series. And with that, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Thanks for being here with me in Steel Mike's podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as I do, please share it on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, um, Telegram, LinkedIn, whatever social media or platform you use so more and more people listen to this podcast and help me grow this lovely audience we have. Please, 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 please share this episode with somebody that you know needs to start taking some changes to be financially better. And remember... The best moment is to start right now. And I just hope today you have the best day of your life. See you next time.